Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Summerhill Wealth Management Podcast, where we dive into topics relating to divorce and women. Specifically, we discuss how affluent women can maintain their lifestyle during and post-divorce. Join me as we talk to the most sought-after divorce professionals across the country and share significant tips that you can take along with you no matter where you are in your own divorce process. We have a guest today that is going to have a topic not many of us have ever really talked about and who is going to share some knowledge and light as what he does in behavioral finance and how it relates to women and divorce, especially when it comes to high net worth women and individuals going through divorce. And Eben Burr is the managing director at Taze. He's a lecturer and a coach of applied behavioral finance as a part of Taze managing investor behavior program. He also helps facilitate communications between his investment management teams at Taze and its partners and financial advisors and wealth managers across the globe. So he has a vast knowledge of everything finance related. And today we're going to really specifically talk about behavioral finance, women, divorce, but he used to consult for private equity and high net worth individuals in New York. So he really has an understanding of who the listeners are today, as well as divorce professionals who work with ultra high net worth women. Um, The topic's going to be really, really great. He also right now is getting a certificate, a graduate certificate actually, of becoming a certified financial therapist. And the reason for that which I find fascinating because I'm also a behavioral financial advisor is he's expanding his experience to learn and train other professionals who want to improve clients' financial health by integrating relational, behavioral, cognitive, and emotional elements with personal finance. So how every conversation that we have in divorce is emotional and it's all financially related and it's all behavioral this is really going to be a fun topic um, because you can learn so much in such a short amount of time from him. So enjoy. Evan, thanks for joining us today. I am so, so excited to talk to you about behavioral finance and women and divorce in general. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. So I want to start out with We all talk about how divorce can be liberating, but there's so many things within the portfolio management, investment management, all these pieces in behavioral finance that is just really daunting. So I'd love to just maybe you tell us what you do and and then we can go into more detail about, you know, how you help people in your business and and how you tailor things in finance differently. Sure. Um, Well, I'm the president of Taves Asset Management, but more importantly for this, I am one of the founders of the Behavioral Investing Institute, where we advocate for uh, behavioral portfolio design. And what that means is balancing one's emotional needs with their financial needs. And the reason it's important to balance them is because if you go too far in the way of someone's financial needs, while they may make tons of money, they may never sleep again. (laughs) Because the, you know, the fluctuations of the value of their portfolio may be such that it, it is very difficult to maintain that allocation. And if you go too far in the way of the behavioral needs, well, you're in a savings account losing money to inflation. So 
it, it's important to balance those. And I think it's something that, you know, modern portfolio theory uh, has, has ignored in the just sort of, you know, stick to it, you'll be fine sort of allocation uh, design. So when looking at the portfolio, which is really just a tool within the plan, you know, the plan is the important thing and the, and the portfolio is just a tool to achieve one's objectives. Um, making sure that w one is focusing on the right things, which for the most part are risk and return. Risk being the primary one because the return for most investment institute in instruments will take care of itself. But the risk, that is elusive. You know, we, we never know what the risks are going to be. We did not know that a pandemic was going to tank our economy and, and temporarily tank our markets last year. We never do. Um, but, it, but it's really important when looking at the idea of behavioral portfolio design or any sort of portfolio design to really keep a keen eye on the risks that one may encounter. And um, applying a process of systematic thinking to risk and uh, to, to the approach to any, any problem actually um, within the context of a divorce or finance in general. And what I mean by the systematic thinking is taking steps to take a very complicated problem and simplify it. So when we think of most problems, we just sort of swim around in our heads and we have different feelings about how to solve them or how to get away from them in some cases. Um, but if you can break it down into smaller decisions that are a little more palatable and understandable, you're likely to come to a better conclusion in the end. So if you can help someone with a decision by pointing out the history around whatever they're trying to decide, you know, most of my clients have come out of this situation in this way, or historically, this has been the outcome of this kind of challenge. And then help them with another way of looking at it. So for instance, a, a declining market, another way of looking at a declining market is as an opportunity to buy something on sale. Um, and then what are they likely to feel during that? So externalizing that saying, look, most people feel this way and then normalizing it. And sometimes I feel that way too. It's completely normal to have that sort of experience and feel that way when you're faced with a declining market and you see, you know, your portfolio val value going down on paper, at least. Um, and then to figure out what are we going to do? What's the plan? And this all needs to be done in advance, right? So what's the plan? The plan involves you, Olivia. What are you going to do as the, the financial manager there? And what is the client going to do? You both have responsibilities in that situation. And, and it's for you to articulate them so that everybody knows what their, what their parts are. But trying to do this in the heat of the moment when someone is at an emotional, uh, emotionally elevated point does not work because trying to talk to someone when they're scared or when they're angry. We all know how that goes. Not well, usually. So preparing people for uh, inevitabilities or at least, you know, in, in, the, in the realm of, you know, significant declines, that's an inevitability, right? We, unless somebody didn't tell me and markets have changed forever and we're never having any declining markets again, they're going to happen again. Um, so taking the sort of idea with, you know, vaccines being in the air right now, um, of, of inoculating people through small doses of what we know is painful, but let's look at some of the painful challenges that we're going to face throughout this process.
whether it's the steps in a divorce, which you've seen many times before, or different kinds of markets, declining markets, sideways markets, whatever they are, and look at how they've played out in the past, other ways to look at them, how people normally respond to them, what the plan is. But doing this when there are no emergent challenges right then, so that you can approach it with a calm head and start to just sort of internalize that. That was the best answer I have had about talking in this realm because so many people say they understand the emotions and investing and finance and behaviorally what we do in neuroeconomics. And then you get to the bottom of the, the conclusion and the conversation. And, and it's just, you actually gave concrete details and gave examples as people in the financial world and wealth managers, that's exactly, I mean, doing it when it's in a calm state. And for me working with women in divorce, that's why we don't have these conversations when it's completely up in the air, fluctuating, we need to have it when we are in a calm state. So I really appreciate everything you said. And I, I, at this point, I think that that's just where I want to leave this conversation because there's a lot to chew on here. And this is something that everyone should listen to at least two to three times because there's a lot to discuss. <laughs> so Evan, I appreciate your time. I know you're extremely busy in everything you do. So I really, again, appreciate that you were able to take the time to come on this show today and share your nuggets of wisdom. And we really hope you can come back again soon. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I would love to come back again. Thank you for joining another episode with me, your host, Olivia Summerhill, the founder of Summerhill Wealth Management. I help women maintain their lifestyle during and post-divorce and look forward to you joining us for another episode very soon. Until then, visit me at summerhillwealth.com for helpful resources that can help you on your divorce journey no matter where you may currently be.